Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so we should be good to go. So I gotta ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> so, yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Cash Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find your podcast. On Monday, December the 16th, I read a message on Facebook that said, Night all, the phone is off and I plan to sleep forever. Normally after reading a message like that, I'd simply like and keep scrolling. But as I stared at the message from Dawn Davis Calhoun, I was saddened. Was this going to be her final night? And if so, she's handling it pretty gracefully. It caused me to reflect on my own mortality. How would I face death? Would I be so courageous? I've been following Dawn's battle with breast cancer for a while, and to say that she's an inspiration may sound trite, but she truly was a beaming light that shined brightly, and it attracted others into her sphere. Dawn influenced others simply by the way she lived her life. A few days later, she bravely put herself out there and asked for help. And her best friends leaped into action, creating a GoFundMe page, and the running endurance community and beyond stepped up to answer the call. It was an amazing display of love and generosity, and a testament to who Dawn was and what she meant to so many people. On December the 18th, I sent Crystal Blair a message because I thought it was absolutely incredible what they were doing for their dear friend. I'm trying to call Crystal Blair now. Hopefully she's available. Okay. Hey, Crystal, how are you doing? This is Derek. Hi, Derek, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I wanted, you have a second to... Uh... Yes, yes, okay. I have a quick second. All right, so I wanted to get some, uh, I was going to record the conversation, if you don't mind, um, because okay. what, I, what I wanted to do for the, the, the podcast is to just have it, like, in in your words, you know, like, why, you know, your relationship with her. Like, I, I didn't know, we weren't friends prior to um, this, you know, to the post that you made, but uh-huh. after going and looking at your page, I can see you guys have, um, that's, that's your best friend. That is my best friend. Yeah. And so I want to be able to share from your your experience. I, I became familiar with Dawn while um, through Khadija, uh-huh. and so and this this wow, this is like this is going back before uh, Publix, and just being able to see her transition. Well, I don't have to tell you no, but standing afar in Connecticut and then seeing you know the post and what she's going through, and it it just moved me. So I wanted to hear from. Uh, people like yourself and uh, that have a relationship with her, um, you know, what to let her know what 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 you guys mean to her. Um, okay, what she means to all of us. Yeah, what? Yeah. I'm gonna try not to cry. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to try not to cry. I'm so beyond grateful, Derek, for, you know, when Yolanda and I started our campaign last night, Mm -hmm. we had no idea that we would exceed our goal in 12 hours. Not only have we exceeded, I mean, like we, we blew it out the water in 12 hours, but that is just a testament of the type of person that Dawn is. Mm -hmm. Dawn has lived her life with, with cancer so gracefully and humbly, and she's a fighter. Mm. Um, she has inspired me and moved me um, beyond words. Mm. I, I can't even put it, I'm trying not to cry, I'm so sorry. Um, she is such, such an amazing woman such an amazing woman and even through all that she's been through she's still found the capacity to love others Mm. um to give to others to take care of others and um i I don't even know how to tell you what type of woman she is i've never ever seen someone live with this disease like don has She's, she is uh, inspirational, and she's dynamic, and she is, she embodies the word survivor. Mm. She is a survivor. Um, when Dawn, Dawn had cancer for 10, well, she had cancer, and then she was 10 years cancer-free, and it came back. So she was in remission for 10 years and came back. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell people when Dawn called me, I'll never forget it. She called me at work. And this is, this will tell you the type of person she is. She called me at work and she said, sis, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And she said, um, I, I need to talk to you, but I need you to be strong. And I don't want you to cry. But my cancer is back. Mm. And in that moment, it dawned on me, she's worried about me (laughs) and how I'm going to take this news. She's worried about me. That's Dawn. Mm. How long have you guys known each other? (laughs) Um, We were in the band together at North Carolina Central. Okay. Um, And we were there in 1980 early 80s that tell you I'm not going to tell you how old we are (laughs) (laughs) that's okay I can't I can't do math but I think our listeners can figure it out (laughs) that's college uh, years and what year is it now almost 2019 okay we can we can kind of get a guess in it it's all right (laughs) um Dawn is um she's an amazing woman she is she's my best friend and you know She's that person that you can be your whole self with, mm-hmm. and she's not going to judge you. Mm. Now, she'll get you right together. Mm-hmm. She'll do that. Yeah, I've I, 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 I read that in part <laughs> one of your comments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she would do that in love, mm-hmm. but she will not judge you. She is your champion. She is your um, fighter. She is... Um, your cheerleader, 
she she's family. Mm. That's that's all I. That, she's family. Wow. And I love her. I love. I cannot put in the words how much I love her. Mm-hmm. So I I am. Uh, I don't be on Facebook a lot like that. Mm-hmm. And and my friends will tell you anything big happening on Facebook. They sometimes have to call me and say, "Did you see this Facebook post?" Uh-huh. And and that's kind of what happened last night. I was leaving uh, from working out with the trainer, and Yolanda called me and said, did you see Don's Facebook post? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. And so when she told me, we immediately went into action. Mm. And, you know, I'm driving, so I couldn't put it up. So, Yolanda, we're, we're working out the wording, and we've never done a GoFundMe page, so we're trying to figure out how to do the GoFundMe page. Mm-hmm. Um, but we immediately went into action. And, you know, Yolanda was initially was concerned because she was like, I hope she's not upset with us. And I said, no, this is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for Dawn, who is such a very private person. Yeah. If you know Dawn, you know she's a very private person. For her to put herself, her whole self, mm-hmm. out there like that and ask for help, yeah. That means that she will be very appreciative of yeah. whatever we can do for her. And you guys went I, into action. I I don't want to keep you but um it, it it is it's a it's a it's a um Facebook sometimes can be, you know, social media can be a an evil depressing place. Yeah, depressing place. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but then sometimes it can place. be a, a a force for good and you ladies have really um by your actions just change it i mean just the whole mood in the morning just waking up and from reading that post and then i think i I had seen um a facebook ronita um Uh she posted and then next i said okay let me you know well i'm not living high on the hog but yo it's just something that you, you know you can you can do without some things or whatever and make adjustments because there's no telling, you know, when you, um, when you won't be here, be here. And to just see it, then, you know, we're at 50% and then the next couple of hours, you know, I guess by the time we get off the phone, you check, it'll probably be already at, at, at we're at $6,000. I just got a text message that we're at $6,000, so, so, over $6,000. Yeah. So that, yeah, like you said, that just is a testament to, um, who she is, who she is. Yeah. That is incredible. I, I do want to say, um, before you let me go, that we are getting, we're planning a race, mm-hmm. a, a 5K for Dawn for April. Um, so I would love for you to stay in touch so that we can get it out to your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be in April. Yolanda and I are in the planning process right now. Okay. Um, but I would love for you, if able, to just put it out to your listeners. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. So much. I appreciate you. You have a you have a great day now. You too. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye, Crystal. Bye bye. That's uh, Crystal Blair. Um, yeah, it's something else. I was asleep and um, just. Tossing and turning, and for some reason I I woke up like I was kicking. I don't know what I was kicking, but it got me up, and um, when I used the restroom and came back down, and you know, 
seen some alerts on my phone, and then I opened it up, and to the news that Dawn had passed, and I had an opportunity to speak with her um, and Crystal prior to prior to her passing. And I wanted to, um, I wanted to, uh, to share that with her because the, the, the idea was to have her words and then have people give tributes to her so she could hear their words. But it just, that, that just didn't work out. That way. How are you? I know. Oh, you a call. No, <laughs> I, I, it's not. It's not. You know. You, you, I'm sure you have more pressing issues and things to <laughs> to take care of. Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing well. I I wanted to um I wanted to do this podcast with you. It, it would be okay if we record the conversation. Okay. In in terms of just sharing the stories, I've had other. Uh, cancer survivors on the show but I've been following your story for some time now your life not not a story but you you know what I mean and so just to be able to share how you I'm fascinated about how you just just so gracefully just go ahead and and just with everything that's going on and it is I don't know I think it's worth um sharing and hearing firsthand well thank you So that's 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 what I that's that's what I want to um to be able to cover in, in, in sort of a a documentary mm-hmm. type of uh rather than just 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 talking and then be able to share with you know hear from uh the, your, your bestie and your other and Yolanda who who put together this this uh the GoFundMe Go I know yeah. It's funny, my girlfriend Crystal's here right now and talking about that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was the purpose of me um, wanting to to reach out to you. So, and then, mm-hmm. then to see how you were doing and, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, how are you doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm doing okay. No, I'm doing okay. Today's a good, really good day. Mm-hmm. It's good, so, doing all right. Mm-mm. I, I didn't know you yeah. were such a uh, a staple in the in the triathlon world. Um, yeah. I remember Khadija had mentioned, told me about you yeah. uh, some time back, and I was like, oh, okay. So I've been following ever ever since. But um, yeah, that's that. That was well. Triathlon is kind of how I start. I got myself fit and healthy, mm-hmm. and I became a distance runner after that, and then kind of went back into triathlon and next time I know it was a half iron man I was like oh okay <laughs> yeah so alright so I won't yeah. keep what, what would be the best way of, of doing this so I don't occupy too much of your time I don't I don't you know um is it possible for you to I don't want to be rehearsed but send me the questions you think you might ask just so I don't have to him and haul yeah. to answers. Mm-hmm. I can do and that. And then, um, 
Yep, and then I, um, today may actually be a good day to do it since I'm feeling decent. Okay. If that works for you. Yeah, that that's that's fine. Um, I'm on the road now, so I can I can sit down and. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, no, when, no, no. When you figure it out, you know, when you stop and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you, you can um, I don't, if you have a uh, a recorder on your phone, you can just talk right into the to the phone um, in response to to some of the questions because I could then you know just have the conversation and then you can you know you can record your response you. yeah you can record your I, so- I can try I can try to do that. Or I can just we can have the conversation yeah. that way. It's not taking. Yeah, we can have the con- yeah. I mean, we can have the conversation. Okay. Live, if we need to, yeah. But I think as long as I have it beforehand, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to. Um. Well, let me think back. You know. Gotcha. But it, it won't also sound like a canned rehearsed answers type of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, then I'll then I'll do that. Okay. I'll, I'll get you. Um. Okay. The questions and um. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll talk. Situated. Alrighty. Okay, and then I'll let you know after that kind of what works. Okay, great. All right. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Do you, do you need me to, to give you uh, an email address, or do you want to just... I can send it via messenger if you um if that's okay, or... If oh, you... yeah. Yeah, messenger's fine. Yeah. All right, I'll do that. All right. Thank All right. you, dear. Take care. Have a great day. All right, be safe on the road. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I was able to talk with her. So what I'll do is I will get the questions I think what people want to know, or what I want to know from a cancer survivor and someone who's battling with it. Yeah. Keep cancer treatment in the basement. 
What kind of cancer you got? Fibromyxoid sarcoma. Soft tissue sarcoma. Very rare. God chose me. You believe me? Fuck yeah, bitch, you stupid fucker. You don't believe in God? Once you realize all the random events in your life are God, you will live a much easier life. We spend all our time trying to control all these things that happen to us. Bullshit. Plane flying goes down. Out of your control. God gives you cancer. I got no control over that. Did God give me cancer? You bet your ass God gave me cancer. You know, you think God would have given me cancer if I'd asked for it? No, I don't think so, because I begged him to take it away. And guess what? No control over that either. What are you doing here, huh? You're beautiful, you know that? That scared you? People are either drawn to me, or they pretend like they can't see me. It's a trip. They think because I'm close to the other side, I got some sort of power or wisdom. Like I got all the answers. I don't know, maybe I do. Death gives you perspective. So it is October 17th, yes. yesterday, yeah. October 17th, and I am sitting here with Don Calhoun at Panera Bread in the North Lake area, and we are going to do a short interview um, so that I could share with the world how inspiring Don is to myself and to others. So with that, let's get started. Okay. So Don, um, we are very inspired by you. And just so that our our listeners and viewers of you know the article online get get to know you, can you just tell us a little bit about you and your story? Sure. Um, let's see where to start. Um, <laughs> I am a now you can call it a eleven plus three or fourteen year breast cancer survivor. Uh, first diagnosed back in two thousand and four, um, and at that point it was stage one, and I. Uh, went through kind of chemo, radiation, a couple surgeries, and was cancer-free for 11 years. And then in 2015, I felt something weird in my neck and something else. And this was actually just after um, the passing of a friend who had cancer. Kind of, I've always been heightened about it, but this kind of gave me extra pause. And went back to my regular doctor, and they were like, oh, yeah, I think it's just an infection, but we'll take a look at it. But given your history, I want to send you back to your oncologist, just for them to check. And went to my oncologist, and I walked in, and his first response was, didn't I kick you out last year? And I said, yeah, don't take it personally. I don't want to see, I didn't want to see you again either, but hey. And um, after a variety of tests and lots of lab work and biopsies and everything else, um, they determined that I was now um, stage four metastatic breast cancer. Um, so in multiple locations, not just in my neck. And that was kind of the, I'll say the restart of my journey. Um, I'm originally from New York, uh, moved down to North Carolina 30 some odd years ago to go to school and kind of never really left. I've lived in a variety of places, Florida and Texas, and came back to the Carolinas to be back on the East Coast. And I've got two beautiful girls, uh, and a hubby, and a brother and a mother, all who kind of really support me and are there for me. And um, that's it in a nutshell. Um, so you mentioned, so 2015 is when you found out that it actually came, came back, back again. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm sure 
that was probably a devastating time. But how did you how did you feel when you found out in 2015? Um, I was devastated. It was really crushing. So my oldest was getting ready to graduate high school and go off to college. And um, sitting here kind of just to live my best life that I was doing. I'd be physically fit, doing things. Um, I was in the middle of training for uh, doing a half Ironman relay with some friends. And it just kind of hit me like, what? And um, I remember kind of getting that hit, the initial cry, and then asking my doctor, so do I need to sit my ass down now, or what do I do? Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that my oncologist is a cyclist. He's active. And he's like, no, I want you to keep going. He said, we're going to figure out what all this is. He said, but on top of what we do from a medical perspective, because you are physically fit, we're going to use your physical fitness as a gauge. So if you tell me, you know, you used to be able to ride, you know, at 15 miles per hour or 17 miles per hour without any issues, and now you're, you're struggling to do that, that gives us a another thing to gauge. So no, don't sit down and do nothing, keep on moving. And so I kept that in my mind and kind of put myself in the mindset of I need to take care of my family and me, but I can't just sit and wallow in, you know, in my own pity party. So I just kind of kept it moving. That's, that's great because sometimes a lot of people can't do that and it, you know, it's Sometimes that fear of the unknown or, you know, what's next stop people from living life, and you've been living life. And yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's the same approach I took even with the first diagnosis. Okay. Um, I remember, I always call it the hurricane that started my life. That was hurricane season. I want to say it was Hurricane Charlie, and I have it written down somewhere which hurricane it was that was going on at that time when I got the first diagnosis. And my husband came in, he was behind me, stuck in traffic because of the weather that was going on in Charlotte. And I got the diagnosis, my doctor talked about what we were going to do, and I said, okay, I cried in my husband's chest, and then I took a deep breath and said, okay, well, I'm off to the dance studio now because I was busy managing, uh, I was helping run the front desk of the dance studio, and also I was part of the PTA at my girl's school, and I was running their major fall fundraiser. And I was like, okay, so I've got to go do all these packets and keep things moving. They were like, well, if you want to sit down, I said, no, if I stop and sit down, I'm going to have a pity party that I might not come out of. I need to keep moving forward. So that's what I did. And I've kind of just always kept that thought process of keep on moving forward. That's awesome. What is the one piece of advice that you hold close? And who gave you that advice? Advice that I hold close. Um, yeah. Um, it's gonna seem strange, but I don't know if I ever really got any advice. I think I have always been the person who is given the advice. Okay. And um, I kind of go by the motto now: is I live with cancer. Um, I may have cancer, but I live with cancer because I am metastatic breast cancer. Every day is, you know, breast cancer awareness month. I mean, it's not just a one-point timeline. I will always have cancer until the day I die. The plan is I'm just going to keep waiting and finding the next set of medicines and things that are going to keep extending my life. You know, I'm not taking it as the death sentence that it could be 
because if you read the reports, they'll tell you the average life expectancy for a metastatic breast cancer patient is three to five years. Um, my doctor said when we got diagnosed, he was like, yeah, we're going for 10 plus at least. And so I think it's more of the motto I live by when I say I live with cancer because it's very easy to let that diagnosis stop you from living. Going into that sunken place and just wallowing, you know, oh my God, I've got three to five years, what am right. I going to do? Right. I don't look at it at that time frame. I'm just moving forward and living with cancer. Wow. And talking about moving forward and living with cancer, I mean, I've, I've, I still see you doing events, doing races, swimming. And yeah. how, how is that with, you know, going through treatments and how you're feeling? How do you manage that? Yeah. Um, it has been interesting. So for the first two years, um, it was actually really easy because um, I was on an oral oncolytic. So it was, you know, not as hard on my body. And with that, you know, I was able to do that first half Ironman relay with friends. And I did the bike portion, so I rode 56 miles on my bike through the hills of Augusta. Um, and then the following year, in 2016, I did the entire 70.3 race in Augusta. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, that was just kept pushing myself through. In 2017, I guess technically September 2017, um, things started changing with my cancer to the point where we decided to put me on a study. So I'm on a trials drug study right now that is uh, a more traditional chemo. So I'm back to infusions and, you know, it's that chemotherapy you think about. Um, that has been a little bit harder on my body, but I've still tolerated it way better than a lot of people I have seen. And I think I attribute my tolerance to that because I have been so active. Um, but that being said, still through that, um, so less than, I think I was about three weeks on treatment. I did a half Ironman relay again, doing the bike portion, and actually PR'd my bike time by 20 minutes. Wow. Um, so that was kind of crazy. I was like, uh, chemo patient, I don't know if the chemo giving me life, or I don't know what it is. I don't think it counts as drugging, but you know. It's um, that mental toughness. It was. That, you know, it was you, crazy. But wow. I have, but I have found that I have to, I have learned what my limitations are. Um, and that's sometimes an interesting thing to cope with because it's hard when you feel good, but then you go out to do something and your body reminds you, hey, remember you just had treatment last week, so you might need to slow your roll a little bit. Right, right. Um, but I think just keeping my say, mental wits about me and, again, that keep moving forward, live with cancer mantra in my head is what's let me keep on going. Oh, because that was going to be one of my questions. Mm -hmm. what's, what's your mantra? Yeah. And that is it. Okay. Yeah, it is really just live with cancer. Forward is the pace. You just keep going, you know. Right. Um, I, People always ask me, like, if I had a portion of the energy that you do, like, what do you do and how do you do it? And I, and I often say, I don't know how I do it, and I'm afraid that if I stopped to figure out how I do it, I wouldn't be able to do it anymore, so I just do it, you know? Right, right. So with that said, you have your mantra. What would you say is your superpower? Uh, I have to say my family. I think the support of my family and I say my close circle of friends. You know, I know lots and lots of people, but there's, you know, a really close-knit circle of folks that are there for me no matter what. Um, but I think my family giving me the support I need to 
do these crazy things that I do, like go get on a bike and ride for four hours and change, or go travel to go do the races, because I don't like to do anything locally. Um, uh. I hate local races. <laughs> um, so I think their support and being there for me is what gives me that extra boost of superpower. Yeah. So, um, just based on our conversation, I know that, you know, there must be some days, too, where there may not be good days. And what do you do when you have those days? Um, they come few and far between, which is good. Good. That's good. Um, and I think... Um, if I have that moment, I allow myself to have that mental breakdown cry. I think it's important to know that things are not always going exactly as you planned and you have that moment you're just like, mm, this really sucks. And if I need to go sit in the corner and cry or go sit on my husband's chest and cry for a minute, I can do it, but just not stay there long. I don't allow myself to stay there long. Um, and I think the knowing that, and I, I don't know if I said this early on, when I first got diagnosed, um, I told people that God blessed me with the disease of breast cancer and did so for one of two reasons, to either light a fire under somebody's butt to get themselves checked or to help somebody through the journey. And now, 14 years in, I can honestly say I've done both. Um, you know, when I was first diagnosed, I was young. You know, technically 35 when I first found it. Um, and the doctors immediately were chalking it up as, you know, you have young five or six breasts, there's nothing going on, blah, blah, blah. And so it was that fight for my own medical care to push through to really end up getting diagnosed. Oh, wow. Um, so I think that... That's good to, to, to know and for people yeah. to hear because you have, you to, have, be have to be your own advocate. Exactly. You have to be your own You know advocate. your own body. Yeah. So you know. You know I'm, I'm a big advocate for self-breast exams because mine never showed up and to this day still doesn't show up on a mammogram. Okay. But it will show up on an ultrasound or on CAT scans and things to that effect. And so I say with self-breast exams, a lot of times you might not know what you're feeling for. But when you do it often, you do it, you know, monthly, same time, all the time. If something feels off, you know, like, mm, I didn't feel that last time. And that's that potential wake-up call for you to say, let me go get checked. Um, you know, I know they have the saying, save the tatas. Sometimes saving the tatas is not what's best for you. Sometimes the tatas got to go. You know, just... It's do yourself breast exams, check on yourself, be your own advocate, and then go where the process follows you. But be an advocate in your process. That's awesome. That's awesome. Who inspires you and why? So who inspires me and why? Um, I'm going to say my girls inspire me. Um, I have always wanted them to see me as strong so that they know that they can be strong through anything and I think watching them grow and watching them turn into the young ladies that they've turned into you know when I was first diagnosed my baby girl was seven and the little one was three so my seven-year-old knew all about cancer because she's so darn smart and the group teacher she was working with they had just done a whole project on leukemia and all that stuff and so I had to like have this whole conversation with her well mommy's got cancer but different you know um, so don't worry we can take it all out and keep moving my little one has no recollection of my first cancer diagnosis 
Um, but then fast forward, they've seen me continue to keep moving forward, um, you know, through everything. And then the second diagnosis, you know, was a little different to tell them about because of us both very much at an age to fully understand, um, you know, my older one was literally leaving for college. And so, you know, making sure that she knew I was safe and secure, that she could go off to college and mommy was going to be okay. So I say they inspire me because the strength they have maintained through all of this and the support that they have given me. You know, I, I get those random little phone calls from the college student to say, hey, well, I'm just checking on you. You good today? You know, or how was treatment? Or, you know, the younger one the other day just came back. She she bought me a paint. Now, as much as she knows as I hate Crocs, those are her things. But she's like, Mommy, I saw these. You just had to have them. And she brought me a pair of Coleman Crocs, you know, breast cancer cots. Um, and so just, you know, knowing their strength through all this and their support, I think that's what really keeps me going. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. What, what, what advice would you give to someone who is having a hard time finding their way, or not really their way, but their get up and go? Um, I think the advice I would give to somebody who is kind of struggling through what they're going through is to look deep into yourself and realize that you are stronger than you think you are. Um, God puts us here for many reasons and you know I know they say the whole he doesn't put more on you than you can bear and I say that he will get you through or your God I'll put this way your God whoever that may be will help get you through more than you think you can get through so if you look into yourself and pull from that strength and pull from the people around you to help get that strength to get out of that rut and just take it day by day nobody's telling you to go out and run a marathon or go do a half Ironman or an Ironman but you know even if it's that get up and go to get out of bed one day you know there are days depending on what kind of treatment you're on that you just don't even feel like getting out of the bed to go pee but will yourself up out of the bed just to go do that little restroom break and then maybe take it a step further and go downstairs and get you something to eat um, because it is important to keep moving and that will help you through that and I think if you do that then the next day you take it a, another step further that's what helps keep you to keep moving forward and live with cancer that's great advice period Thank because you. you're right it's, it's, it's that one step at a time and it's your and I always use this analogy it's, it's your race at your pace mm -hmm. it's a race on the pavement or in life mm -hmm. you have to do it you know in increments that work for you because so. I believe your mental attitude is more than half the battle yeah so your you know your doctors are going to fight the cancer you need to help you fight the cancer or whatever it is you're going through. Um, I have a girlfriend who was diagnosed after I was my first go around. So I tell you, you know, light a fire under someone's butt to get checked. She'd been feeling this lump for some time, but never thought about getting checked until she heard my story. And mind you, this was pre-Facebook and all this other stuff. So I remember me sending this long email to my line sisters. You know, there was 34 of us online. It was like, I can't tell the story multiple times. I'm sorry, I have to send you an email, but 
here's what you all need to know is going on with me. And that caused her to go get checked to find out she had breast cancer. And for the first couple of years, she had a very good outlook on things and was fighting and pushing. And then they later found out that part of the struggle she was having through her treatment was because now she was triple negative, which is a very difficult cancer to fight. So a lot of the stuff they had been doing really wasn't helping. But now that they figured this out, they were trying a different course of treatment. But by that point, she had kind of mentally started giving up. And as soon as she gave up mentally, physically she started deteriorating and passed within about six months from that time frame. So I tell people that your mental game, you know, you, you've got to keep your head in the game. You, you can't check out because you need your mind to be as strong as you are to help your body fight. That's definitely good advice. Yeah. I want to thank you for your time well, this morning. I appreciate oh my God. the opportunity. You, and so I have this one card that says you are my hero. And actually, the card that I gave you. But um, I, I love how courageous you are, how amazing. And just every time I see you, it's just like you light up a room. Thank you. Even, even on social media. It's, it's like hilarious. Like <laughs> I, I keep it real. I tell people you get the good, bad, ugly, and everything in between. I, yep. I, I love it. I love it. I'm never going to touch sugar I would never know what you were going to based on your energy. Your energy is always like over a hundred and yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you know, and I keep it then when the days are, you know, not so great yeah. I did post them too, you know. Yeah. I have my little hospital stay, I was like, Well guess where I am. <laughs> this ain't supposed to happen, but you know. Yeah. Well, I, I thank you for sharing that because it's part of the reality, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to always be pieces and cream, yep. but when I see you share the good and the bad, it, you know, it, it lets someone know that, you know, there are going to be those days, but you, you have to keep moving and it's definitely going to inspiration. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Good morning, folks wait for folks to come online but good morning good sunday morning i hope everybody's having an awesome day it is a beautiful day here in lithia springs georgia and i am out here preparing my mind for the sweetwater try but getting myself prepared and ready for this race but doing good i feel confident and hey Karen hey Jocelyn hope your Sunday is doing great uh, like I said it's beautiful weather out here thanking God that the weather has held out so should be short and sweet ish I've got a 200 yard swim I can do that I'm going to do it then I've got I think it's 10 or 12 mile bike ride that I know I can do and then I've got a 5K, and I can shuffle through that, so I will try again. It's going to happen. So, and, and for you, Jaja, lip gloss popping. <laughs> okay, so <Hey>! after, <laughs> after showing me how to use my own phone, okay, I am with Dawn Davis Calhoun, and this is your first try. First try since starting treatment in September and being told hey, hey, I was not going to be able to try again. So this is the first time I'm going to try to try. <laughs> all right. All right. And I will see you at the finish line. Yes. Thank you. you be there sharing me off. Yes, I will. <laughs> Thank you. Uh -huh. All right, baby girl. That's it.
just wanna, wanted to get out. Kind of clear my head and, and gather my thoughts. And got a text message back from Yvonne. She's available now, so let's give her a call. Hey, Yvonne, how are you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. So thank you for um, for doing this. I appreciate sure it. So did you get an opportunity to uh, look at the questions? Yeah. Um, the only question I had, like, I do you just want me to talk or are you just going to interview you? No, I just want you I just want you to uh, to uh, to talk. Um, that way you okay. can kind of have an idea of, I just gave you the question so you'd have them in, in advance, whatever, but I just wanted it to be more of a, um, a conversation. So, uh, whoever's tuning in who may not already be familiar with Dawn would kind of get a sense of the type of individual she was through those who knew her best. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. That's um. That's it. So if you can just tell everyone your 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 name, and I'll and we'll go from there. Okay. So hello, this is Yvonne Bennett. Um, some people know me as EVB, <laughs> and, <laughs> and let's see. I first met Don Calhoun in the uh, summer of two thousand five. And we've been friends for 15 years. Mm. Where did you Where did you all meet? Um, we met um, at a sorority meeting for the Charlotte Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Oh, okay. And so from there, were, were you also active in triathlon, marathon, community? Yeah, so actually it's been an evolution of that for both myself and Dawn was uh, newly diagnosed with cancer when I first met her in 2005, so, um, and neither one of us at the time was physically active in anything, Um, but when she finished her first round in the battle, um, that she was going to continue fighting, um, when they declared her in remission, she, she was around the age of 45, I think, 44, 45, and she did a photo shoot and decided that, um, she was making a decision to change her life at that time, and she had, uh, discovered a program here that's in the North Carolina area called Try It For Life, which is a program that takes women who've never competed in a triathlon before, and, teaches you how to swim, bike, run, even if you don't even know how to blow bubbles in the water. Mm. Um, so John committed to becoming healthier um, with a new lease on life, and it was around that same time that I started running myself, um, just in a desire to become healthier. So we started crossing paths not only in sorority meetings, but we would started, we started to see each other at local races and other events, and we soon realized that we like to do the same thing, um, and started hanging out more and more because we were doing similar things. Um, 
And in addition to that, we both live on the same side of Charlotte, and we see could save some gas if we just carpool to the same event. <laughs> That's kind of how our, our friendship started beyond just being sorority sisters. Okay. Did she always have this um, zest for life? Yes. Her friend was a busybody, and she was with everybody. God constantly in motion and actually her mother and I were joking about that last night because her mom Miss Doreen said I don't know where she got it from but she was always on the go so even before she got into sports you know she was busy with her two daughters and dance activity she served I think on every Delta committee that there was um, and uh, very active in her alumni association so Dawn was always always busy and always full of energy. Hmm. Where, where do you think she drew her strength from? Um, I think, a, a, you know, a few things. Dawn, um, first of all, Dawn has a wonderful mother. Um, and Dawn, you know, told me once, uh, her father unfortunately passed away from cancer as well. Um, uh, I can't remember through the short before, shortly after she was diagnosed with cancer. So her father spoke with that. Um, I know she talked about just you know never, never um, wasting any moment in life. And as um, for anybody that really knew Dawn, as she was um, often saying, she's got shit to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she made sure that she was out doing it. Um, so. So that's just how she was. It was born in her. I really do think so. I really, some people are just born that way. Some people are just born to be the energizer of me, and that was Dawn. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what was, what, what was it like for you when you uh, heard the news that uh, she was diagnosed the second time around? Um, it was tough. Um, we were actually, actually, I knew, I figured it was going to happen. Um, we had been traveling to a couple of races, issues. Um, so I actually knew that she was going in to get evaluated again. Um, knew that she wasn't feeling well. So she called me shortly after she got the news. And, you know, immediately we started talking into, okay, you beat it once. What are we going to do to beat it again this time? What's the treatment plan? Where do you need me to support you? You know, what do we have to do? Um, so I was, I don't want to say I was ready to accept it, but I was somewhat prepared for it because I knew um, she was going in to get evaluated. I knew that she was having some trouble um, just based on our everyday conversation. Mm. And so when uh, I remember listening, well, reading a post when uh, she had put out a, a request just saying, you know, I, you know, I usually don't do this. It's not kind of the sort of thing that I do. And, and I'm awaiting, you know, I've been officially designated as disabled, but yeah. it's going to take a couple of uh, months for it to kick in. So anything that you guys can do to, you know, to help out would be great. So what, what were some of the things that were going through your mind when you 
you know, when you read that message, because I mean, in, in talking with some of the uh, some of her other friends, so she's a very private person, but it almost sounds um, she was public with her treatment and everything that was going on. To then hear hear that she's private, some of them said, "How is how is she so private when she's so public?" <laughs> Right. Um, you know, it was probably a little bit different for me than it was for most people. I mean, there were, even though Dawn her life out loud, there were definitely private And um, I, she actually called me and told me she did post before I ever read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew some things had been going on. Um, terms of, you know, her battling to regain her health and what some of what her and her family were dealing with and, you know, talked about it and she was like, sis, you know, she's like, the reality is that, you know, I felt at the end of the day, you know, for her, she was such to me, you know, just to publicly tell people about my battle, you know, I'm going to share all elements about my battle and part of the reality of this is that this is financially draining on the family. She shared with me, you know, this some of the I mean some of the bull that, you know, insurance agencies and, and you know, healthcare make you go through. Um, and just the you know, I, I understood now after her telling me her story how people go and, you know, lose after you know major medical illnesses because the healthcare system in the country is unbelievably messed up. So the fact that she did that, I thought, was just another indicator of how brave she was, and then how transparent um, she was trying to be about different aspects of her illness. Um, and it wasn't an easy thing necessarily, but at the end of the day, was the right thing for her to do and you know as people were sending in generously their donations you know at one point she said you know what Yvonne and she's like go fund me down you know I don't want people to and I know you're not thinking that go fund me down because if you didn't know it before you need to understand how much people love and appreciate who you are and what you what you are to them in their lives so she was definitely overwhelmed by the response. She couldn't believe the response. Um, and she was just so grateful to everyone. I mean, it, it blew her mind. And if nothing else, she, I think, was getting a grasp on how much she loved and was appreciated and really what the type of impact was she had on people's lives because she just couldn't believe the support like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a common theme, and I, when I go and I look on her page and read through the tributes and the the, the gratitude and, and just the, the love, you can just sense of love and affection for her as an individual, and the different anecdotal stories, and your th- there's some common themes that run through the you know strength and funny and and I've got shit to do and just, just you know, it, it was bubbly, and, and seeing the different phases, the good, bad, and 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 ugly is, I think, um, it's it's worthwhile. 
it, it was it was moving to sit there and 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 go through just so many different organizations. Um, I think I was watching one clip, and it was her third half in three days in three different states. Yeah, we did the Bear Lake trifecta together. Mm-hmm. Not, not fun. Hmm? <laughs> I said we did the Bear Lake trifecta together, so it was three halves in three days in three different states. Yeah. Um, the fellowship that we had was fun, but running those three races was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't fun, huh? Mm-mm. You know, you won't catch me out there doing that again. <laughs> oh man! But just hearing her, just what listening listening to her as she's about to run in, and she's talking about uh, oh the grass is hot. Um, you know, she, I don't think she says she, she didn't have on sneakers. She had on uh, like sandals or whatever because her feet had blisters on them. Hey everybody! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully you're out there. I am finishing up. This last damn half. About to die. No, I'm not. Because God's got me. But I'm about to finish. This has been hard. Feet are on fire. Courtesy of the blisters. I had blisters yesterday. I had to literally do this in walking shoes. I do not have running sneakers on. And I'm getting through the finish now of this half. Three halves, three days, three states. I'm coming through. Some point in time, I'm trying to run it in. There's flags in front of me and grass coming. But I'm going to make it through this last one. All right, ow, the grass sucks, but I'm coming. I'm finishing. I am finishing. Third half, done. Three states, three days, three halves, done, son. Yeah. And a shirt. Yeah. And a shirt. Okay. Sorry. I'm done. You Probably small. I'm done, yeah. I made it. Finish. Get this third medal. Unisex small. Go oh. down. Go down. It's finished. We're gone, honey. Can't believe that. She rose. You and my Support me, and I appreciate it. Don't yes. you say you can't do a thing. Don just said three half marathons in three days. Don't you say that you can't do it? It's too hard. You can't. Don just completed three half marathons in two days, and it's not easy. And don't you say this is coming off treatment on Monday? Coming off treatment and supporting the rest of us out here on this thing. Don't you say you can't do it? This woman right here is amazing. Thank you all for all the support and the cheers that you give me along the way. I appreciate you so much. I love you guys so much. I gotta go, but I had to let y'all know I survived. Goodbye, everybody.